0: Hit it. Go. I'm gonna start right? Cause you have your emails now already. It's not working. It's not working. <laughs> Hold on people, we'll be with you in a few minutes. Have a few technical difficulties.
1: Is they're talking going to this third mm-hmm. It's
2: not loud though. See the
3: speaker's. Turn the volume up. See what the speaker is? Yeah, turn the volume up. Yes, sir. Okay. All it's right. time now for It's a Wrap with Reggie and Sam. Now, here's your co host with the most, Reggie and Rutledge and Sam Hutchins.
0: Hello, oh, my friends, and welcome to the It's a Wrap with Reggie and Sam podcast. I am your humble host, co-host Samuel Hutchins. This is my brother from another mother, Mr. Reginald Rutledge. Hey, Reggie, how you doing?
3: Hey, fine. Sam, how are you doing today, sir?
0: I am doing just well. We are oh, broadcasting man. live from a porta potty outside of Walmart to <laughs> keep running Mississippi. Just, just kidding. We are on location with a uh, very distinguished uh, cousin of mine, and I say that with the utmost uh, sincerity. I uh, miss uh, Teresa. Lynn Bailey uh I'm gonna let her tell you a little bit about herself Teresa thank you for being our guest we are and thank you for opening up being gracious enough to open up your home so we could have this podcast uh if you would tell the people who are listening a little bit about yourself
1: thanks Sam thanks Reggie um I feel the same way about you cousin Mm -hmm. really admire you and respect you and this is an awesome thing that you guys are doing uh I am a native of Gwinnett County, Lawrenceville, Georgia. For 65 years, I've been on this earth and seen a few things and been through a few things. I think probably the most um, memorable attribute I have is the fact that I am a child of the King. My parents, Willie Frank and Evelyn Bailey Evelyn Bailey, my half, Eve, Evelyn, the Mahaffey Bailey have both passed on and uh, I, I've inherited some of their strong DNA and for that I'm grateful. I'm the mother of two sons. My oldest, Perry Junior, now lives in the presence of the Lord for eight years now. My youngest is Christopher Taylor McClendon and he lives in Atlanta. Both wonderful men. I gave genius to, gave birth to genius twice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we thought about lightning striking at the same place. But it <laughs> they really say it did. normally doesn't really do it. Really did. But again, I, I mm-hmm. want to say thank you for for being our guest. And uh, mm-hmm. we, I guess people should know by now. Uh, this topic is uh, systemic racism, which is what our last podcast was about. Uh, we got some pretty uh, decent feedback uh, from some coworkers at work. Uh, offline. But what we really wanted uh, people to do was to uh, call in and give your opinion and your feedback on this Uh, because uh, the conversation that's being had in this country is one that I think that needed to be had. And uh, one of the things that that, that brings to mind me is is what happened with George Floyd. And I was looking at uh, Dave Chappelle and he was talking about Emmett Mm Teal and which which is I think that still Happened in 1955, but that still irks me to this day that, that nobody went to jail for that. That that that's just you know. But we talk about justice. But anyway, not to take away from that, what Dave Chappelle said was there are two ways to look at it, and he he gave kudos to uh, Emmett Till's mother for making them have the casket open so because what she said was she wanted them to see what America had did to her son, mm-hmm. to have the foresight and the nerve to do that. Because but then Dave Chappelle said you got to look at it it sparked the movement Mm. it outraged some people Mm. and in one sense you can look at it like you know well he it took that and he was a sacrifice for that and that movement may not have happened Mm. had that not happened so fast forward 2020 george floyd Mm. for the first time and and this is the pandemic and that's why i think god's got a hand in this pandemic people can say what they want to but we were forced to see life in a different way that we didn't like for the first time america didn't see just a black man being done wrong they saw a human being and which is what we are trying to get to do so that conversation started and people started to say you know what doesn't matter if he was black or white that was injustice had we and and reggie you brought up a great point when we were talking about it we would say you were saying now, if we would have been able to go willy-nilly about our way, no restriction, we didn't have to stay at home, gonna, you would have heard about it on somebody's news feed, or somebody would have told you about it, and you, you wouldn't care one way or the other, but the pandemic forced us to sit there and watch this Correct. over and over again, because we couldn't go anywhere. Correct. And then, when it quote-unquote quote tried to come down a little bit, well, we were able to go places But then you could only go in if you had a mask. Correct. So now, white America had to understand, well, well, we used to go, you can't go in here because you're black. See, you could have went home and put a mask on and went back in that place. But we couldn't go in these places because we were black. Can't take black off.
3: Correct. (laughs) You see what (laughs) I'm saying? Right.
0: But to get back to the point, they were upset because I shouldn't have to wear a mask. This is a country. This is America. You had to got your own... And we were thinking the same way. This is land of the free home of the brave. Hmm. Why I got to sit in the back of the bus? Or why I can't drink out of this water fountain? Or why I have to use that bathroom? For the first time, something like that bothered you. And you looked at things a different way that you probably never would have even considered hmm. had that pandemic and stuff not happened. So, and like I said, the topic of this, the subject of this podcast was systemic racism. A lot of people want to say it's a myth. A lot of people want to say it's just... It was, but it's not anymore, that it doesn't exist. And I am of the elf that it does exist. And and it's something that, you know, we need to discuss because I've had some great conversations. Uh, Reggie, I think you and I have had some at work with some people. And uh, I mentioned this on the last podcast when I had the the dinner with uh, now Mayor David Steele. The attitude in which he had about wanting to know what he didn't know about black people. You see what I'm saying? He wanted to know what he didn't know. He wanted, and that kind of attitude, I've never had, at, at that time, I had never had that kind of conversation with a white American. He said, there's no way for me to know. He said, I have no idea what it is that you're going to He said, but I want to know. I want to understand. And that's why I say you got to give people a chance because David Steele Absolutely wants to be the best mayor for everybody in Lawrenceville, and again, you know, and and where I'm from, where I stand, he's doing a fantastic job. It's the city council, and all those guys, because Lawrenceville is an exciting city right now, and it's under some great leadership. But it's that kind of leadership that's got to have that kind of insight to get us to where we need to be as a people. And that was, and that's my take on this. I got to take a little bit more, and I'm to. But Teresa, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Which point? because... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I do tend to ramble.
1: I'm not calling it rambling. I just have so many thoughts here, um, so I'll just um, back up and take the ham of your conversation as it began with uh, George Floyd, because I watch that like most Americans, black, white, and other. Yeah. As well as those around the world they were all impacted, those that watched it, with any kind of passion at all. Yeah. And literally, I could not breathe. Wow. Even though the policeman's knee was on the neck of George Floyd, symbolically it was on my neck. And I felt, I felt the passion of that moment. My son, my youngest son, had been incarcerated in his senior year in high school. In fact, it was the very last day of his high school um, attendance, and right before, a day or so before graduation, where he was graduating in the top 10% of his class. And he was wrongly misidentified. and. Subsequently, four felony charges were brought against him. Mm. His dad and I thought this was going to be a cut and dried case. In that we had timestamp photos showing where he was at that time. At that time. Mm. And long story short, and over two hundred thousand dollars later, we finally got him cleared of those. Can only say lies.
0: That's all it were. it.
1: and he went. He went out of state to college and had a successful college uh, career and ultimately uh, became an engineer. And that's just a whole other story. He's doing very well. Praise God. What are my feelings? This came about systemically. Uh, you know, and, and, and I, I found myself even just talking about this. I'm I'm just still
0: emotional. I, I can feel emotion coming yes, from yes. I appreciate you know, being so transparent
1: with it. I've been a black woman all my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I have seen the the inconsistencies. Uh and and people, particularly people in this county, like to point at me and say, But you were raised this way and y'all had this and y'all had that. As if that excludes me from racism.
0: It does not. <clears throat> mm. It does not.
1: And, and in fact, it shines a brighter light in my direction. Mm. I thank God that my parents taught me. The money that was had in our household, my dad's lesson was, never let money have you; you have it. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a statement of money going to my head or. Prestige or anything like that—it's about what's right and what's wrong—and
0: and stop trying to put a color on it.
1: You cannot.
0: And that—and I think that is where uh, we 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 as a society has in the preconceived notions that we get that if one of them does it, all of them does it, and then you put everybody in that shell, and you can go the same way the other way with because uh, had I taken the path that all white people are evil. Mm all white people are devils, I would have missed out on meeting some of the most some of the greatest human beings I ever met in my life. And I'm not ashamed yeah. to say that they are white. Yeah. And, and and racism started with me I and I shared this on the last podcast. I'm eight years old. I'm walking home hmm. from school.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this is uh, like six months after my after finding my dad dead. Find my dad dead on the way to school. Mm. Uh right after my eighth my right after my eighth birthday. Mm-hmm. And, we, and I'm walking home from school because this was when segregation that started. Mm-hmm. This is 1970. I mm-hmm. remember that. So we started going to school. And if you're in the wine area, you know where the elementary school is. It's the high school now, but that used to be the elementary school. Mm. We didn't even have buses then. We had to catch a cab. My mom had to pay a cab to pick us up and take us to school, but we had to walk home. And we're talking about from Fifth Avenue, we're talking about a good three miles. Mm. Eight years old, had to walk. But anyway, I had to stay after school. And I had to walk home, and there was this car, a group of white people, and they were yelling the N word before they got to me, and then they threw something at me. It missed, but I walked home. I went home. I did not tell my mom about that
4: mm-hmm.
0: because there was a process that was still going on in my home with losing my dad. You see what got I'm saying? Got you. You're talking yes, about a 26 year old woman in 1970 with four boys. No, my She's got to figure out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. So okay. she didn't need that. I had the mindset that so she didn't need that. Okay. Okay. Uh, they didn't hurt me. I'm good. So hey, she has no idea. She went to a grave, not even knowing. I never shared that story with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, and so the racism thing has been there, but it did not turn me and say, you know what? All white people do that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: All white people have been. And the reason I, I and 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 I'm still thinking that it, it had to come from a praying grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, Hutchins, Fannie Lou Hutchins. Yes. Uh, and my 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 granddad, uh, Amos Hutchins. Yes. and and my my, uh, my grandmother on my mom's side, Eunice Chandler,
4: mm-hmm. but
0: she was the only woman that ever told me that I was something special. I never mm-hmm. gravitated to that. I never thought that, but she just told me on two occasions. Once I was like your twenty, and she is told me again, I was to reach like,
2: you on your oh, I to this. yeah. Your brother is attempting to reach you on your cellular device.
0: Got to hit mm-hmm. um yeah. Sorry about that. But anyway, uh, she, they were, that, and my grandpa Amos told me that it's never anybody's turn to be wrong.
3: Right, <laughs> right. Okay, yes.
0: You know, and we were talking about a man who lived through some real racism because yes. by the time I was the age that I was, yes. black people didn't have separate water fountains anymore. Yes. But he went through that and still came out with that mindset yeah. that okay. it's still nobody's turn to be wrong. And that's why a lot of people, uh, Injustice and another injustice is not justice.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And we gotta un- we gotta understand that because the first thing that some of us want to do is that well he killed him, I got to go kill him. Mm-hmm. And um but again it's just like you said it did not it, it it's about character and integrity. Yes. It will always be about those things. Those are the things, the principles that carry us and they have no color.
4: Yeah.
0: And we have to understand that. I, and I made a statement on the last podcast, and I got a little bit of kickback from it. I said, "There's no such thing as reverse racism. Racism is racism. Yeah. <laughs> if you turn, if a black man turns around and be racist to a white man, mm. that's, that's not reverse racism. racism. Right. That's racism. That's racism. racism. We got to stop that. It's so a lot of the terminologies and stuff that you, use, you know that we that we plant in there. Yeah. And and it's gotten to the point now where it's not about the truth anymore.
4: Mm.
0: It's about who's first. To put out a narrative, right, and even That's the narrative people... that they put out mm. it can still be a false narrative but if they find something that backs that narrative, mm. they call it the truth, and people don't think for themselves anymore they, they they if somebody you know says it with enough conviction it's got to be the truth because look at how they believe it, you
1: know you know the um, Mr. Trump made a statement the other night at the uh, the debate the last debate. Mm-hmm. He said, I am the least racist person in this room. And uh, one of the lessons we were taught as children is think about what you're saying before you say it. (laughs) And I guarantee you he didn't really think about that statement because, and then again, maybe he did. The least racist is indicative of of his thinking that there are other races in the room.
0: Well, see, if you're gonna, for me, when you make those statements that you really can't measure, uh-huh. if he is or isn't, you know, uh-huh. there's no way to, you know, to quantify that. Yeah. Because you know, if you make this, I'm the least racist. Okay. Well, who's the most? Who's the most who's racist? The most? in right.
1: your and
0: then, and then again, yeah. you can't quantify that. So yeah. that that's like, and it it gets back to what I what I'm saying about him. Um. In and, and Somebody was saying, like when uh, the guy that the, in, that was being brought up on charges for uh, pedophilia was a pedophile where you messing with this young girl, yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. they come out and they say, and they ask Trump about it. And he said that seat is very important to the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. The next morning, what you get up and what you read, and I and I hate this, and I and you got to call it both ways, friend. Prompt would rather have a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Than uh, a Democrat in that seat. That is not what that man said. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying. Exactly. In all fairness to him, you got to be fair to him. That is not. what I'm saying, I'm, real, I'm saying, that is not what that man said. He said that that seat was very important to the to the Republican agenda. That is what he said. Yeah. But they took it out of content, and they said, you know, what they were saying because they were trying to push a narrative.
1: Well, see, if and you that's, change the narrative when you're rehearsing the narrative. <laughs> You know, is no longer the same narrative, narrative right, and, right? Right. And let's go back to systemic because it, which just simply means it's a methodical, systematic manner in which things are done. And one of the reasons for the state of African Americans today, and and other minorities as well, is because of the systemic, methodical method by which this government has used to to hold us back, yeah. to reduce us, to keep us in a state where we just could not advance to a successful level. So when you say the mayor of this city says I want to no more, what are you going to do with the no more? Because I was chastised recently for saying you know, I'm serious tonight. I'm, I'm not interested in laughing and giggling and etc., yeah. I, I need to have a real conversation. But see, as a black woman among a room full of white men, I I don't know my place when I speak like that. Okay. Uh I'm expected really to be in the cook- kitchen making hot buttered biscuits, which I can do. <laughs> oh I can throw down, Reggie.
3: I'm right now.
1: But I also have a seat at the table. Absolutely. And it's one of the things that America is a little bit tardy in catching up with, simply because not just white America, but black Americans as well. We don't know our history. And
0: that is one of the things that I wanted to bring. When you brought up that, you know, <laughs> what, what would he do Marie with the more? Hmm. Okay. The one that, when you when you said it, was, but part of the problem too is I have a, I had a conversation, black. If you but be unaware of the systemic racism, but there are certain behaviors that we display that causes our own internal problems, in the fr- and then and we'll turn around and say, "Well, they're being racist," you know, and you've done you, your behavior and things of like of that nature. Not like opportunities is mm-hmm. all we're after, mm-hmm. and the fact that we have to have laws for us to have equal opportunity is wrong in itself. It should not be that way. Mm-hmm. It should be based on the content of your character, not the color of your skin, yeah. whether you can do or not do something, yeah, but it 's not, and like i say uh, on like i said' it's on the other part of the podcast podcast before about systemic racism, a lot mm-hmm. of people will will come to us, our African American brothers and sisters say, mm-hmm. well they wouldn 't give me the house uh because they're racist. Nah, they 're racist, no they wouldn 't give you the house because you had a four hundred forty credit score, yeah, you see what i 'm saying. There are certain things that we can do as African Americans or as human beings. Don't even say African Americans. As human yeah. beings, yeah. they're character related. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Obey the laws.
4: Yeah.
0: Go to work for whatever it is you want. Don't try to get it by hook and crook. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It can be done. It, it's going it's, to be a little bit harder because of the systemic racism that does exist. And people can say it doesn't, but it absolutely does. Absolutely. It absolutely does. But that is one of the reasons why we cannot... <laughs> Uh, get past it what we need to be, yeah. Because of you know, people don't want to think that it exists, and 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 we get to uh, people talking about the civil rights act and the voting rights act,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and people don't understand that again. Like me and Reggie said, a more than one time on this podcast, that wasn't a hundred years ago. Yeah. We're talking nineteen sixty five. Correct. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well. See, then let's go back to the four hundred and forty credit score because yeah. redlining. With the housing, you know, I, I know white families that have a, obtained property and housing and I mean real estate yep. is just one of the pathways to wealth and and didn't even have a credit score because by inheritance or what have you and simply going back to how their parents were uh, that came in possession of this property. Granted, you're right, follow the law and what have you. Yeah. But systemically, those laws have been moved around just like gerrymandering. With well, the disguise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so it hurts us, and people become frustrated and confused and angry. And those are real emotions that have not been properly dealt with. And you have to consider why people are the way that they are.
0: But and, yeah, that's, and, and that's so, very, and that's because that's very important. Yeah, because people don't just wake up and be that way. And and, and it's evident all the time when I just take my children to the playground. Uh huh. Two years old, mm-hmm. one year old, mm-hmm. and they would have the time of their life with other white kids, no the black kids, I all remember. them playing together. So that tells you right there that somebody's going to teach that child that you know you ain't supposed to be playing with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's black. It's okay, you know, but yeah. you, you, right. you need to stay away from them. Yeah,
1: behavior's are learned. You see, mm-hmm. it's, that's yes. what I'm saying. It's a, le-
0: mm-hmm. it's a learned behavior. Yeah. And me myself, and I don't expect everybody to do this. I look at an individual as an individual. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see the color. I don't. When mm-hmm. I introduce a friend, I don't say my Mexican friend, so and so, my Hispanic friends, or my Asian yeah. friends. So I say my yeah. friend, so and so. Yeah. Right. That's that's just me. Yeah. And, and and I taught my my and and Carlitha you know I told that story about you know she, she she I told her that when she was younger she I came home from work one day and she was and she was like Daddy a white man came by here to, to see you you <laughs> know you know and Scooter she I just picked up I said I said I call her Scooter that was my nickname for I still call her Scooter his name anyway I said Scooter it doesn't matter what color yeah. that the man is I said I said do you like racism because she was ten she kind of understood sure. racism sure. And what it was. I said, "Do you like racism?" She said, "No, I think that's wrong." I said, "Well, what you just said, I said, it's a form of racism."
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And like I said, fast forward, you know, and and white children came over the house all the time. You no know, big deal. We these yeah. was, was friends. She was she's a friendly girl. That she's just she was just a friendly. They they would come, sure. and uh, and one of the uh, girls said. White folks, such and such and such and such, yeah. and my daughter almost stopped in mid sentence. My daddy said, "You, mean, so that's wrong to, mm-hmm. to identify somebody <laughs> like that."
4: Mm.
0: And uh, again, that's one of them dad moments where you're proud. She didn't see me, but I could yeah. hear him. Mm. Yeah. Right, and then I, because I said I told her this at ten. Yeah, okay, and now she's passing that along. Yeah, to to, and you know, and that's why you and enjoy kudos this conversation to you
1: for that, Sam, because these same people that I graduated from high school, right here in Gwinnett County, Central Gwinnett, in 1974. Uh, back then, they loved me. At least some of them did, mm. I'm certain of that.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, but today, they they question me and they they say I've changed. And I have not. What they didn't realize is that black children primarily have had the talk since they were able to talk yes, and, and intermingle with people of other races and so forth. And we we largely had to learn your dialogue as well as our dialogue. Because walking home from school, when we didn't have bus services, you know, during school choice, at the Ham of school choice, before 1968, because a handful of us, integrated before school choice which happened in 1968
0: Yep.
1: white store owners stood in front of their stores as we walked down the path on the way home from school and dared us to come into their stores and some even to even look in the stores so we had to learn and and I guarantee you I didn't go home and tell my parents this every day just like you but I tell you this that changed my life Every single day, my parents set us down in the Bailey household, and we talked about what went on at school, and had to forgive people. We talked, we prayed for them, at the table. Now I thank God for that, because I'm not telling you that that has kept me from not liking some people. Because yeah. there are some people I just don't like. It's their ways.
0: And it's yeah, there. You go. It has absolutely nothing, that nothing that to do, do with, with color, your skin. Just, it's just it's that's you. That's right. you as a person. Right. Yeah, right. And and one and, and and that that is a key word, my cousin that you just gave. And mm-hmm. me and me and it, and this was something I talked with my cousin Dale. He's a minister at uh, Snellville uh, Christian <laughs> Church here in Snellville. Right it's right up the street mm-hmm. right here in Snellville. He and I were having this conversation, mm-hmm. and and he was like. Because he cause he, said, he was like Big Brother, how are we how we gonna fix this? <laughs> and I told him, I said, you know, you more divinity than I am. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I said, but but anyway, but I do I do get what he said. But I told him, there's one word to this whole quote unquote mm-hmm. complex situation, and you just mentioned it, Teresa. Forgive. We have got to learn to forgive. We, to. we to.
1: forgive. Got to. We got to learn to forgive.
0: Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that. And, and 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 don't get me wrong. I understand it is hard because I have been subjected to racism in my fifties, and I'm fifty-eight. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it right. hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. But again, it does not turn me away from meeting. It doesn't. I'm not going to ruin an opportunity to meet somebody just because I stuck them in a boat. I stuck them in a in a, in a in a place that you know all yeah. of them like that. Yeah. I can't I can't do that. And I teach my children to do the same thing. Now, what other people do and how they raise their children, that's on them. Yeah. Okay. Um. But, uh, we we can't. And, and one, forget. That's, that's what it's going to take. Yeah. And it is not easy because, again, the Emmett Till thing sticks in my craw like nobody's business because it's like I said. When people understand what I said that debt was never paid,
4: mm-hmm.
0: Emmett Till's debt was never paid. How do you acquit somebody? And that's landing, and he's in the casket like that, fourteen years old. Yeah. Fourteen years old. Yeah,
1: yeah. You, you and
0: then the lady on her dying confession bed, I guess, trying yeah. to get to Wherever she thought she was getting, said it <laughs> never happened.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. She finally came clean.
0: Yeah, right. with thirty seconds to go, thirty seconds <laughs> on the clock, <laughs> you finna be out of here. But right. you
1: know those right. things that are out of our hands, we leave alone, and that's out of our hands.
0: Yeah, it is. You but you have to get know
1: Got stamped on her passport. But that's out of our hands. You, yep. you understand? Yeah. Let me say this about forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, and I want to I want to give a plug and a shout out to the futuristic, first ever of its kind African American Museum Library, which I'm uh, honored to be chairman of this committee. Right. And there is an intergovernmental agreement between the city of Lawrenceville and the county of Gwinnett, and This is going to be a huge measure of forgiveness uh, within the community of African Americans as well as the city and the county at large. Hooper Renwick was an institution. That's
0: where I went first. That was my
1: first school. That served African Americans. First school. Throughout the county, we were bused all over with two school buses.
0: Mr. Sprayberry.
1: On a land that was donated by African Americans. Okay. Okay. Uh, We don't understand. And see, I want my white constituents to know a little bit more about my history. And really, they'll learn a little bit more about their history.
3: Yeah. Right. Correct.
1: How? Why? What? How did all this come about? Because we were colored, and somebody said because we were colored, we were not equal. But one day we woke up and read the Declaration of Independence and yes. learned and discovered that, according to Dred Scott, they told us we were three fifths. Three fifths. Not even a whole man.
0: And and here was a, here was a, here was the thing that that people tend to forget. Mm. You gave us, quote unquote, our freedom with the Emancipation Proclamation, <laughs> but you also had a stipulation in your Constitution that said property can never be free. Once you are declared property, yeah. you are yeah. never truly free. You can't be. You can't be free because you used to be property. Yeah.
1: But I'm free now. Yeah, praise
0: yeah. The Lord. Yeah, we're free now. Just pick the cotton. And I so get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah. we want to talk about forgiveness.
0: Yeah, and it, it's going to take a lot more. On our end, because it was, we were the oppressed. We were being oppressed.
1: Well, Sam, I, I hear you when you say that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But according to my Bible, okay. you know, I too am an ordained minister. I probably shouldn't say that out loud. Yes, you should. Okay. Yes, you okay. should. On this podcast, okay. you can speak. Right. You know, but 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 my point is, it it is a cocktail that I can't serve up, unforgiveness, because unforgiveness is like drinking poison. Watching the other person waiting on them to die. I'm the one drinking the poison. I've got to let you go. I didn't learn this by reading this. I learned this by living this. And yeah, so African Americans are tend to be more forgiving. If we were truly as revengeful and mean as some people think we are, you know, I mean... They would have reason to lock themselves in their houses underground,
0: and some people but would do that locked. regardless because they see us and they put us in that- in that in that in that category well
1: they they may, but I'm saying we would exact revenge in a manner <clears throat> that indeed they would be scared to walk around. They wouldn't leave their houses, they really wouldn't, but we're we tend to be a tad bit more forgiving, but we've got to execute that in a manner. To extend an olive branch, you know, and, yeah. and, and keep it moving as we live and learn. Because we're on a path to educating ourselves, to participating in our political process. Because systemically, we were kept out. We were not allowed. We were disavowed from yes. the system, if you will. Yes. Yeah. That's why there's the mockery of our names, of our heritage, and the refusal to absolutely learn anything at all about, about African Americans, so that's where I'm, I'm hedging my hog right there. And in this museum, we're gonna see it filled with the dreams and the hopes and the visions of African. It was a, it was a dream. These people had just come out of uh, slavery, and 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 gained property that was donated to the community to enrich. The lives oh, of African American children, people who were just five years ago slaves.
0: Okay. And see, and the thing of it, all they when you was when you was taken from, you can you can imagine the culture shock oh. when you're taken from somewhere. Oh. And I can say, even when they say, "Okay, you're free," yeah. to do what? <laughs> right. Where you going? You gonna give me a ride back home? <laughs> right. No. You gonna leave me to fend for myself? And and one thing about laws don't change people's hearts. No.
1: No, you can't. Don't
0: legis- t- <laughs> it's you, change people not you, you can't so,
1: legislate morality.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. there you go. So mm-hmm. if they told them slave, they could go. Mm-hmm. You know, like Pharaoh, You yeah. to go back and get them. Right, <laughs>
3: right, right,
0: And if you went and got back and got them, you made them come back and be slave. Who they gonna tell? Okay. <laughs> who they gonna tell? I, don't know. I love you. you. see what I'm saying? Right. All uh, none of this stuff was ever it's ever discussed. And then you know, a lot of people like to say, well, uh, what well, the Republican Party is the one that's Set the slaves free, and that's a nice way to say it. Uh-huh. But it had zero to do with caring about how an Amer- a black American felt. It had you were we were that you it was a pawn.
4: Yeah,
0: it's what that was. The emancipation proclamation. I think it's even documented somewhere was Lincoln even said, um, "If I could." Uh huh. I believe them slaves. Right. Yeah. But but that
3: for the sake of the union. Yeah. For the sake of the union, yeah. I got I've got to do this. Wait
1: a minute. Cause he had slaves <laughs> shot in right. His Yes, right. While right. he was writing it.
3: Oh, right. Absolutely. Okay, let's right. keep it real. But for the sake of the union I got, got to, to do, do it. it.
1: And so the Confederate army you know <laughs> pulled itself together and fought a war. Which really was treasonous, but it, that's it, another it, story. That's another story.
0: Right, yeah, right. right. absolutely treasonous. Right.
1: And lost their lives, and of course their loved ones want to memorialize their folk who went into this war, and I understand that, but not with a statue that reminds me daily. Me walking around free is really not what you want. Nope. Okay, I'm just saying. Nope. And so I, I try to stay away from those conversations from those ill equipped, ill formed uh people who let your head on there. You yeah. know. Uh let's let's serve a government uh that that uh recognizes us as equals.
0: And that's and, and that is really all for me myself that's all I want is, is to have the same opportunity. Yeah. And not have to work harder to run 10 yards than somebody else who's got to run five. You see exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. I got to and, and and that was, and, and Jesse Owens, <laughs> and everybody loves to say that about talk about Jesse Owens. He never did this. He never did that. What LeBron and them are doing now. Yeah. But Jesse Owens knew that he had to, if it was a shadow of a doubt, and it's funny that you would say yeah. shadow of a doubt when are yeah. talking about a black man, um, he wasn't getting it. Yeah. Right. He wasn't going to get it. What, what, so when he said, when he ran, uh, say a hundred yard dance, uh, he knew he had to run 110. Yeah. He had to run it he like he was running a hundred team. Yeah, if right he didn't, run, yeah, because right. because if it was closed, yeah. oh, he wasn't
1: getting
0: it. that. when the black
1: men raised their fists at the nineteen thirty six Olympics, come on. Sixty-eight. Uh, Sixty-eight. Pardon me. Uh, thirty-six. Uh, yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna you like
0: how some people yeah. <laughs> are like, hey, What? Don't even know. Some people yeah, do that. Yeah. Hey, what, that one thirty-six. That was because that was. Thirty-six was when it got started. That was yeah. just yours. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: when they raised their their
0: uh, fist, fish, Tommy, at, Tom, Tom, John, Carlos, and Tommy Smith. Tommy Tom right. Smith. Okay. And Tommy Smith, he's didn't win county. Yeah, yeah. You were the
1: worship at Salem under uh, Doctor Haynes. But at any rate, when they raised their fist, okay at the uh, award ceremony. This is what people don't know. There were three of them on the dice. Mm. A white man and two Negroes. Yep. They both had on black gloves. Correct. Okay? One on the right hand and one on the left hand. Okay? The white man didn't have on gloves. Mm. Those were his gloves That lent to them Wow
0: You just just taught me something I did not know that See
1: that's the importance of history And the average Joe Blow Confederate soldier You know Who
0: don't know that they lost I mean it was in all the papers they lost The
1: the Confederate descendant Okay Don't want to know But there were those who marched with us When Dr. King started The civil rights Well he didn't start the civil rights movement But when it became popular, there were white people, in the North particularly, who wrote checks and financed. And when they got ready to march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in, in in Alabama, he wrote them, he called them, and he said, white folks, I need you on the front line. And they came, and they came in droves. And the pictures of their history's there and it's documented because they learned that TV was prevalent and important to the movement. Right. Yep. And so we see. So we've always been surrounded by, if you will, good white folks, as my grandmother used to well, yeah, say. Yeah, they did, them good right. white folks. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Right. Right.
0: But because some some of my best friends, some of the best people I've ever met uh And I met here within the last 10 years at, at this job that I have. Mm-hmm. Some of the best people that I met, are, and Reggie, you can, you can attest to this too, some of the people that will take the shirt off their back mm-hmm. and give it to you. Mm-hmm. And, and these aren't people that are quote-unquote wealthy rich, but what they have is yours yes. because they respect you like yeah. that. Good friend of mine, I can run down like Keith Lackey. Shout yeah. out to Keith. Thank you, Keith, for, Keith for listening too. Appreciate that. Uh, mm-hmm. Ernie Bryson, who doesn't work that anymore, but me and Ernie and I, we kept that relationship. Ernie hadn't worked that in over six years, but he and I kept that relationship going mm-hmm. because we have a mutual respect for one another, and a character. I respect his as his integrity and his character characteristic that Shit. he has Shit. as a human being, not as a white man. Yeah. And that's what the thing you can't get people to get past this color thing,
4: yeah.
0: and, uh, and, and 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 you know even Rich Glover, our, our, our vice president here at uh, Safe Life, mm-hmm. so he, he and I have had some of the most interesting conversations. And I can see the passion that he really wants to get it. He mm-hmm. really wants us to get it. And then he told me something that really stuck with me, and I didn't share it in the last podcast, but he, didn't say, he said he, it was a lot because he never went to school with uh, a black American until he was 14 years old. That's a lot. That's a, you were way behind if you didn't go to the age of 14. Because I went with my first white kid when I was eight. That was when I first went integration started. Okay. But anyway, Rich said we got to understand, are we, we got to have an honest conversation too. Right. And, he said, and when I, when he said, when I say it was an honest conversation, this thing knocked me over when he said, Reggie, do I want my white daughter dating a black man? Do I want my white daughter marrying a black man? Mm-hmm. If he is of great character, if he's a hard worker, if he's a complete provider, if he can do everything that a Bible says that a man is supposed to do for a woman, am I going to be okay with my white daughter marrying that black man? And vice versa. He said, are we ready to have that conversation? this came from Rich Glover. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Got that's okay. what. They, and I was like, wow. I said, but a lot of people don't want to have that conversation. He no. said, I know. He said, but if we are truly trying to, quote unquote, get this thing where it needs to be, those are some of the real questions that are going to have to be asked. Nothing can be off the table. Well, right. He said, because I want to know. Well, Again, that, he, was, he was saying to me, he was like, I want to know what I don't know. Well, you know, that's
1: the foundation of the uh, white supremacist movement is that uh, which has been declared by our uh, FBI uh, a hate group. Yeah. But at the hem of their argument is, is to preserve the white nation. You know, oh. and honestly, the world is becoming browner simply because people are melting. We're the ones who gave that gift and, 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 and put it on an island so everybody could see it and with the inscription, bring us... <laughs> bring us your poor. We're right. tired, right. you naked, you And right. a lot
0: of them, you know, Italian American Salvador and all that. Yeah, right. the French
1: gave us the gift, but we displayed it. And so, now... But they we, think it's
0: American-made, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, no. And that's no. what makes them And when you yeah. try to argue with somebody, that's why they know that. You mm-hmm. don't argue with them because you let them... And I just that.
3: wrote this down, 23 me, because I wanted to make a comment. Yeah. They used to say if you had one drop,
0: yeah, a exists. black
3: blood in you, there you were considered black.
0: Yeah.
3: Once twenty three and me came along and they could trace back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their genetics, yeah. so they started to change that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, let's get... kind
3: of look at that a little bit.
0: See, we're starting it... to argue. <laughs> <You> start <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying I that's what they did. I'm, right. I'm just right up black. But yeah, but but he, see, he, they changed but that. Absolutely, they changed
3: that. Yeah. Well, we cause <laughs> we mess around here, and everybody <laughs> be black. Everybody go. Well, it's like what
0: you said. Even Columbus, when he came, that... Everywhere we went, Reggie, what'd he say? There were Africans. Africa. <laughs> His <laughs> men said that.
1: Where well, these black folks right.
3: come from? And, and how he you discover back, something that's already there? And when he went back to Isabel and Ferdinand mm. and wanted more money to come yeah. back out, yeah. they just said, we're we good. We don't need to know that. We, <laughs> we're good. Don't
1: tell us nothing
3: <laughs> else. Don't tell us nothing else. We're good. Yep. No more money. You just, just come stay, up, just, stay where, you just are. stay where you are, and we're good.
1: And so and we that's call the way it, it goes. Columbus yeah. Day, which is right. actually my birthday. Oh, right. okay. you know, happy
3: belated! Yeah, praise
1: <laughs> yeah, I always tell my sons that's that's not Columbus Day; that's my birthday.
3: Now, a lot of places <laughs> they call yeah. it Indigenous, indigenous people.
0: Pe- yeah, indigenous Day. people. Correct. That's where that comes from. You call it it about all Indigenous
4: exactly. people.
1: Exactly. But see, here's the thing: the, our current Listen, our current resident in the White House says, I love the uneducated. Well, I mean, that's a misnomer simply because we're we're charged by the Bible to love everyone. Oh, he does. God does. He loves everyone and yeah. if we follow after him. Okay? But I don't mind you being uneducated. What I do mind is you not coming to the table to get educated.
0: Not putting forth the effort. Okay. That they, is, everybody
1: that, needs to learn, even a baby. If a baby's coming to this world, they have to learn to eat and wake up on time, which walk, they never really learn that. But no you know, you know how to walk, how to talk, how yeah. to crawl. Mm. You know how to feed themselves, hold their own bottles. Then they learn to read, they learn to hear, see, that's how we learn things about Correct. them. And it's just simple. And, and 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 really it's an insult to people to say to them, I love the uneducated.
3: But for his narrative and what he wants to do.
1: Well, that's that's why, why he tells That's him. why he tells us.
3: Don't him. listen to anything. I'll tell you what's right.
0: Yeah, well, he's uneducated, right? Because
3: he wants it <laughs> to flow that
4: way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really want to call him uneducated. Mm-hmm. I just think he just don't care. At a certain point, mm-hmm. I don't think. I, right. I, I don't. I do not think. It,
4: yeah, he, think says he
0: says that. a lot of crazy stuff, but again, I don't want to call him. I don't think he's uneducated. Because no, no, no. I think it's more of a compassion or lack thereof that he has yeah. for people who can't do anything for him. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. If, it, if it doesn't benefit, I'm not gonna be wrong. This is me. That's what I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and and a lot and, and but I was me and Andy Scott were talking yesterday. Really, when you saw us talking, uh. and he was saying that they all he saw all the politicians, Democrat, Republican, all of them tried out that that same thing. Are you better? Are you better? or worse off than you were four years ago? You can ask that question every election. Uh. Of course, you can ask. Because yeah. I'm gonna tell you something. You know, being completely transparent uh-huh. in 2008, uh-huh. I lost everything under the Bush administration. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. House.
1: Yeah.
0: Job. Yeah. Depleted a 401k, trying to keep a house. Lost all of that. I was down to zero at 48 years old. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Trying to make a way out. $390, $376 a week. My rent to the house that I was renting was $700. Mm-hmm. Was $700. So wow. when Obama came in... And he asked that question after he got elected. Are you better off than you were four years ago in 2012? Absolutely, I was. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, I was. But has things drastically changed for me since then? No, but I've been able to maintain it, and I'm fine where I'm at because I'm participating. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm participating, because I'm getting up going to work every day. I had to reinvent myself at 48. Got a house. Live in a house now. Yeah. Got another car. Yeah. Got another, got my 401 k. No, it's not where it's supposed to be, but I still got, a, got health insurance, got all that stuff, able to provide for my family yeah. like I'm supposed to again. But in 2008, I was down to zero. When I say zero, all I was getting was what came in that in that brown envelope mm-hmm. on, on on Thursday for on yeah. Thursday for unemployment. Well, see,
1: measures have been put in place that that are designed to help you, and aid you, and to increase
0: you if you participate. If
1: you participate. But at the same time, what we're looking at now systemically is that measures are removed. They're yes. being removed to keep you from, you know, advancing and improving. Yeah. And this is the kind of thing that we're just sick and tired of. When you've got the 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 incumbent Senate of South Carolina saying, "Black boys, black people are welcome to to participate in the political." uh arena in south carolina yeah. if they're conservative what see the free, they're how they, yeah what the jim crow is that that is
0: that is that's exactly that's a good one what in the what in the jim Crow world is that
1: you know yeah. he's an incumbent and running and his opponent is an african american uh,
0: male yeah oh well, yeah, he, yeah you but, know
1: and I pray to God he loses i just <laughs>
0: And, know, and that's another thing right. too we're gonna we're gonna use just time to disclaim listen 2020 mm-hmm. get your rear end out mm-hmm. there and vote no. early voting is going on now I've already voted vote go out and vote. vote vote vote
1: vote. I don't care who marks it. I don't care what the resident in the White House says about it that it's not safe to mail in a ballot it is but I am saying to you personally if you can ladies and gentlemen fellow Americans.
0: Get up, go out, and vote. 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 Just walk, and, and and don't be deceived by the lines. Because here in I when I went to vote, the line was kind of long, mm-hmm. but I was out of there in twenty minutes. And I'm talking about out in the parking lot. Okay. I was waiting to go in, but I was out in twenty minutes because okay. they they they're really doing a great job. And if there uh, is in, a it, long wait, it's it's worth it.
1: Consider it a great investment for the soul and the democracy of your country. And as I you said don't. on
3: my social media. Uh. We're waiting in line for Beyonce tickets, a Gucci bag. We do everything that else yeah, that's
0: not important. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> not but, you, I, but
3: but but, but they absolutely. Right. And, and,
0: right. and and and, right. and I'm gonna throw this out there too. Voting is quicker than Amazon. I'm sorry, Amazon can't you get you get that quick and you get Amazon. <laughs> that's it? But that darn Amazon ain't no joke. Like we'll get them that. Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah. And while we shout out, I gotta give a shout out to my daughter, uh, Talisha Wade uh She's uh, a young entrepreneur. She's got a line called Truly Cosmetics. and I mm-hmm. hope I'm saying that right. Anyway, she's running a. And she's got a promo code that you can go to on her Facebook. Code it's called N E E K ten. You can get ten percent off of what it is that uh, that she's selling. And I think at the same time that will enter you into a drawing for a hundred bucks. I don't understand why you don't have more mean products because I ain't right. <laughs> You see what I'm saying. One hundred. But anyway, I just want to <laughs> give a way. shout out to that. Uh, very proud of my daughter's and Carlita. She's of course, she's still doing the wellness thing. I love uh, it. Wheezy, uh trying to get her thing off the ground. So, uh, patronize my kids because I need money too. You know, That's that right. might be part of my 401k plan. And they just don't know. But anyway, but give me and, and the guy, we got a lot of people in here. Linda Crawford, thank you so much for watching. Good to see you. Thank you for watching. Uh, this has been a really good show, uh, and again, like I said, we 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 will replay this for those who didn't get a chance to see it. Johnny Sims, I saw you earlier. Thank you uh, earlier, so, so thank you so much for joining. We are broadcasting simultaneously simultaneously on Anchor, which will be the, um, with, the with the audio uh, portion of this. You'll be able to share. You'll be able to get it on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, uh, there's a couple of more that escapes me at the moment. But and we was it's going to be uploaded on our YouTube page. So please, please, ma'am, please, sir, go to our YouTube page, like, share, and subscribe. We're trying to get our subscriptions up, uh, so we can improve our equipment. Our equipment is okay, but uh, but we want to, we want to improve so we can bring you the content that you really want. And if you got a suggestion for a show, absolutely hit us up at IssaRapPod19 at gmail dot com or the IssaRap page on our Facebook, or it. or you can e- either hit me up uh, on my. Uh, Hope for Xavier of uh, our page, at, at our page as well. I'm uh, getting tongue-tied here. But, uh, Teresa, I cannot thank you enough mm-hmm. for this. But before we go, I wanted to ask each of you, I'm going to ask a question. And, Teresa, I want you to answer it first, and then, Reggie, you can answer it second. Okay. And the question is, and we talk about racism, we talk about wanting to get over it, and we talk about wanting to, uh, but it's going to take, you know, we talked about the forgiveness part of it. Mm-hmm. But we also have to talk about the sacrifice of it, mm. because the sacrifice of the forgiveness. Yeah. And the question I want to ask, and Teresa, you asked it first, and then Reggie, I want you to go in there. Mm. Are you willing to give up something that you already have to get something that you don't have or something that you want?
1: Mm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sacrifice is the name of the game, because uh, we serve a God, at least I serve a God, who sacrificed his son for Maybe my that life and my that eternal that. life. Then I have learned sacrificial giving at an early age. My parents taught me that. And as I grew into adulthood, uh, I, I'm, I'm surrounded by people who are just selfish to the core. Won't even give up a compliment. But as I per peruse Facebook and others, Instagram and what have you. I see young people, they seem to be more more giving towards one another. Is it the generation that I come from? Black and white, won't even check, like, if somebody they don't know passed away. It doesn't matter. Sacrifice that little bitty something. And then uh, to campaigns, learn to give. We have to learn to sacrifice a few dollars To help the cause so that I can at least say, I am a part of something that's bigger than me. And ultimately, in the end, your sacrifice is what, according to my Bible, your gift makes room for you. Your sacrifice provides a line, an avenue by which you will be able to say, I forgave somebody that not only was not sorry for whatever reason, but I forgave them even though they did not voice to me, I want to be forgiven. I'm asking for forgiveness.
0: And it's interesting that you say that because uh, when I'm, I was listening to the comments, but we were, the conversation was so good I did not get a chance to. Mm-hmm. My daughter Salisha said exactly, almost verbatim, what you just said oh, about forgiving somebody even when they're not sorry. But what I also tell people is the strength in that. Mm. There is so much strength in that mm. that that person may never understand, mm. but for you as an individual, that mm. gives you so much strength.
1: Oh, I'm powerful,
0: and it gives you so much, yeah. you know, to go on. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. You just tell that person I'm sorry and be sincere about it, yeah. even if they don't. Yeah. You tell them the same thing, Regis Question to you? Same question. To well, you Well,
3: same thing. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm willing to make a sacrifice to receive and to help. Yeah. And that's what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. Once. Just like us having this platform. It'll start with one, then we can have two, three, keep the dialogue going, and we'll be able to move forward. And like you said, a spirit of forgiveness and sacrifice, and it works out for everyone And and
0: and it'll absolutely work out for for everybody. And uh, we're getting ready to say goodbye to our anchor audience, but we're going to continue for another, you know, five or ten minutes on uh, Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys want to give any shout-outs to somebody that may possibly listen to this podcast, you know, they may want to Because we're famous almost. I'm just going to shout out to
3: everybody. We want to continue to work this platform and two to three to four and we continue to grow that way. Absolutely. Hit me
1: up. Friend me. Teresa Lynn Bailey. Uh, I'd love to have a chat with you and see what I'm all about. I guess. (laughs) Absolutely. And and, and
0: again, nobody took advantage of our call-in line. We have yet to have one person to call in on our call-in line. So by our next show... (laughs) We're going to run a contest. If you are the third caller on our call in line, we will have a I'm gift give a gift card. Uh, okay. Donating. She's donating a gift card. <laughs>
4: we're
0: going to give you some uh, it's a wrap swag cuz yeah. I'm telling you, we, we got our, we got our merchandise coming up. We, we're going to get a probably get a different Facebook page for that where we're going to be selling yeah. our merchandise uh, t-shirts, hats, keychains, pins, uh, socks. We got the glass. <laughs> we we got, got the glass. You right, got the use one other day. I
3: said, nah, can Yeah, uh, glad. Glad we, got, we,
0: got, we got our <laughs> merchandise. So absolutely continue to support us. And again, uh, tell somebody about this podcast. Uh, we would love to hear your opinion on some of the stuff that we said. Like I said, I don't have all the answers. None of us have all the answers. Yeah. But like, like I said, when I was telling somebody about we were having these conversations, we don't know the answer, but the answer may come in the conversation that we have, yeah. which is why it is important that we have these conversations. I'm That's why I feel about it. A $25 gift
1: card.
0: $25 gift card for the third caller on our next podcast being donated by my cousin Teresa. That's money.